and welcome to the Digital Works podcast, the podcast about digital stuff in the cultural sector. In this episode, episode number 29, we speak to Micah Verberk. Micah is the Managing Director at DEN, which is the Dutch Knowledge Institute for Culture and Digital Transformation. We spoke at the end of 2022 and our conversation covered how to undertake a program of digital transformation, the benefits of thinking in new ways and of being innovative, the traits of organisations where good digital stuff is happening and the importance of understanding your audiences. Enjoy. We've we've been talking, I suppose, maybe for a year now, maybe, uh, since Annette introduced us. So I know you a bit as, you know, Micah at Den, but I know you have a really interesting career prior to to your role at Den, so maybe that's where we start. What is what is Micah's story? Where where have you come from? Um, well, like Annette, I come from the south of the Netherlands, so there we bond. I'm not sure if that's in the UK. That's also like a bond between people if they come from the same region. But there we bond. But my background, uh, let's not go way way back. But uh, uh, I have a university degree in business management and arts and arts management, and that was way up north at uh, the University of Groningen. And then I started several jobs at local and provincial government, always in the arts, uh, advisory um, uh, policy uh, functions. And um, then I uh, started working uh, within cultural organizations. And I think that the most interesting uh, to share is the last two before I uh, became the director uh, with then. So um, I was a business manager at Stripe and Stripe is a biannual uh, art and technology festival in Eindhoven. And um, just to to give you a picture, um, we have like, um, it's like this this huge exhibition. We we developed uh, or changed even, transformed even four factory halls uh, uh, in um, uh, an exhibition um, with very highly artistic, but also very highly interactive uh, digital art. So from artists all over the world uh, who, who use digital as their canvas. And uh, it was also combined with um, a large educational program and also combined with electronic music uh, nights like uh, headliners uh, like underworld so that was the and that also combined so during the music night we also had our exhibition open so we had this this wide variety of people coming in and and and, and getting to know the art and the, the digital art and interacting with it um, it was yeah that was super super energetic um but then i got a call from um our largest uh, theater company toneelgroep amsterdam they needed a business manager and i have to say my love for the arts started with performing arts so i thought whoa this is such an opportunity so let's go and talk and the other thing is that um with Toneelgroep Amsterdam, they have now merged with uh, the theater in Amsterdam and they are now called International Theater Amsterdam. So, but when I uh, came there to have a conversation, um, 
het uh, was toneelgroep Amsterdam. En their director was Ivo van Hoven. And uh, um, I always had within my career uh, thought him as a very, very inspiring person because he was, he is a, he's a, he has, he's a super artistic uh, director. I, I really love this work, but he's also very, very good in managing a company. And that's, well, that's not always the case. Let's put it like that. So I was also very inspired to work with him. So that's were the two main reasons. I was very happy where I was, but my love for performing arts and, well, my curiosity uh, in Toneelgroep Amsterdam uh, led me to have that conversation. And then three weeks later, I got uh, I got a job. So um, um, I went from Stripe to Toneelgroep Amsterdam, which was... Um, which was really good to work there. But what I saw was the the the, uh, the difference in how the audience interacted with art and also the different composition of audiences. You know, what is in the theater was uh, uh, had a completely different background, uh, um, completely different age, etc. than what I saw with uh, this Stripe Festival. Um, and to put a long story short, when I saw this um, vacancy at Den, where, uh, um, and, and you have to see when, when I started at Den, which is more than four years ago, it was um, a knowledge institute, a Dutch knowledge institute, and I know we're going to dive deeper in that uh, later on, but it was then a knowledge institute for digitizing uh, heritage collections. But they had this assignment, a broader assignment uh, from uh, the national government to include the art sector. And I thought, this is my chance. You know, this is where I think uh, digital and arts can meet and that I can really uh, work and support organizations to include that. So I applied. I think I had a good story because the board appointed me. And uh, here we are, um, four and a half, almost five years later. Yeah. And that's a, a fascinating career journey. Um, I think it's interesting that that you know your as you say your degree you are a you are a a trained administrator initially but sort of understanding the possibility of technology to impact the form of culture but also to help engage audiences and I think the observation about the difference in audience between Stripe and then um the the theater in Amsterdam is an observation you know many of us have worked in the in the sector you sort of work move between institutions that you think oh, there should be much more crossover here but there is a very clear very clear difference and and now you know moving on to to den um as we've discussed in the past i'm not sure that in the uk we have a direct equivalent for the the work that den does i think there are some overlaps with maybe institutions organizations like Nesta or the audience agency um, and others but for non-Dutch listeners to this it'd be great to hear what is DEN you gave us a little snapshot earlier what is DEN um, and what is your focus what are you trying to achieve 
Well, then is is like the audience agency a sector supporting organization, um, and we have several in uh, in the Netherlands, and we are uh, highly funded by our national government, um, and we are a knowledge institute. Um, um, to accelerate and support the cultural and creative sector in their digital transformation. That's our assignment. Um, and um, so uh, how do we do this? Um, uh, we do it in several ways because I think uh, it, is, it is not, not, the word Knowledge Institute really um, makes it look like that we are behind our desk and uh, writing uh, white papers uh, that you can read and, and then you have a clue on how to digital transform. But it's, it's you no, know, we, we are really doing this together with the sector and, uh, and connect, um, well, institutions together to share knowledge but we also know that this is uh, that we need new tooling and new methodologies so together with the sector we develop them so to help them in this step-by-step -step fundamental change in how they are working because that's what digital transformation is it is this fundamental new way of working um, creating new business models that has an impact on your working processes on the skill sets that you need uh, on the way you uh, engage or interact with your audiences to really data-driven working so it's on all areas of a cultural organization um, um, you need to take small steps towards this bigger picture. So we develop tools and methodologies to help them in this transformation. Uh, we have a DEN Academy where we uh, educate uh, people in leadership, in innovative working methods, in online education, things like that. Um, we also support innovative working um, methods because I think that's, that's a new way of working let's say in the Dutch uh, cultural sector because we are really working that's also how our funding system is 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 developed um, that um, um, you also when you when you build a new project you also have the solution and when you have the solution you're working towards that but at, but you're not sure if the solution is the right uh, the right thing for the challenge that you are that you want to tackle so agile is much more innovative approaches that i think that uh, the organizations can learn so we help them with that and um, and we also support new collaborations as i already said and i think it's important to let you know that it's that we do this work on two levels so we help individual organizations but we also interact absolutely with our government or with how i call it the ecosystem because if we help organization to transform but the whole ecosystem around them stays the same like funders are still wanting to have like a, um, a, a, a whole a, a totally a project a funding proposal that has a solution already embedded then it won't help them because they need to experiment and they need to uh, find out ways how to transform. So we are working on two levels. Does yeah, that make I, sense? It, it absolutely does. And I think, you know, yeah. from my perspective, it feels like there's an opportunity for the UK sector to, well, the UK sector has a need, I think, for a similar sort of a support, but something focused on digital transformation, because I don't think that there's enough holistic 
support or holistic programs around that that actually look at all of the things that digital transformation should engage with but also um, an organization that creates and holds and funds and encourages a space for innovation and not just innovation for the sake of innovation but innovation and learning and there being actually a continuum of progress that this innovation is is moving along and it feels like in the uk there have been ad hoc one-off you know programs or programs that no longer exist that were directed at parts of that equation but there's no one institution that is the equivalent of den that does all of that in in the round which does feel like a, a missed opportunity yeah but i have to also um uh, we have to take this in perspective. You're talking now to the director of DEN and you know, I have this vision, but also for us, it's a complex, a complex challenge. Um, and you're absolutely right. Holistic is, is a very uh, adequate word in the challenge that we have because you know, you, you just can't change one thing. It's really an integral approach and a fundamental change. So it, it has all that in that. But on the same hand, we have to also make choices. Where do we focus? Where do we start first? Um, so it's uh, it's also a challenge for us. So I'm having this beautiful story and I really believe in it. And I think it is really necessary. I'm so grateful that we have this assignment because I think it's the only way forward. Uh, to make it a structural change and to make this fundamental change because our audiences are changing, Ash. We need to mo have more focus on um, uh, middle-term or longer-term changes in our audiences. And um, uh, so I need this, I think this holistic approach is necessary, but then it's also make, it makes it very complex because I also look with envy at the audience agency because they have such a focused uh, assignment. They can really, really make, make steps uh, in in this uh, data-driven uh, strategy building or data-driven marketing, where in the Netherlands we are far from um, uh, achieving what the audience agency has achieved in the UK. But it is just a small part of the large uh, challenge that is digital transformation. So doing it as a whole, I think, has has absolutely um, 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 it, it, it's crucial but it's also makes it also very difficult or challenging. Let's not use the word difficult. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and, and I, I, I think that that's true. And I, I think anyone listening to this thinking about, you know, organizational change is whatever, whatever change you're trying to achieve is never straightforward, especially in a, a organized organizations of all sizes it, it's complicated because people are involved and people are complicated yeah and the, the main thing of digital transformation is what we always say in our den academy where we have this leadership program it's just 10 percent about tech and 90 percent about people um so yeah it it's it's just that and and there's no one size fits all so thinking about making methodologies and tools there's just there's not one so we have to make a whole diversity of 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 interventions that organizations can use to build this uh new um innovative culture in an organization yeah and i think that that's the thing it feels that you know boards and executive teams need to realize is there isn't just there's not just one digital transformation tool that you pick up off the shelf and you pay your money and you do the thing 
actually it requires a lot of thought and reflection and analysis and it's likely to need to be a combination of approaches and a combination of systems and a combination of methodologies for your individual organization. Absolutely, yeah. And what we say, and I'm, I'm also curious what you think about that, but we all say it's, it's, it, 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 it starts with vision and leadership because that's absolutely necessary, but it really has to trickle down or even start bottom up. You have on all layers of organizations, you have to have these change agents that help you in this transformation. Because you, if you are a digital leader and you know you have this digital strategy but it doesn't connect with the people why it is important um, well then nothing is going to change so yeah that's absolutely true it's it's on all layers um, so it starts with vision and leadership but then you also have to have tools and 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 interventions uh, in in for multidisciplinary teams etc yeah yeah absolutely and that leads me on to my next question through the work that, that Den has done, the programs that you've run, the organizations that you've worked with and supported, are there common characteristics uh, that are shared by the organizations that manage to move faster or more successfully in this space compared to those that maybe don't quite get it right? Or actually, is it an entirely individual, one by one, everyone's different situation? No. It, I. I have been thinking about this question. Um, I think that uh, for one part, I have already given the answer that I think that leadership is very important. I think that's a common denominative in, in uh, uh, organization, cultural organizations that are moving forward um, because the, the most successful right now also had a vision before COVID. You know, they, they were working on it also before that. Uh, and it just accelerated. And because it's, they had this vision, they made it more part of their strategy. Um, and that's why they are also now developing and, 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 and moving forward in this digital transformation process. So I think it's, um, I think that's, that's the, still the main part. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, those people that were perhaps organizations that were shocked into action by covid and the restrictions um I, I i wouldn't say it's too late but i would say that you have to you have to get on the train you know the train is leaving the station yeah. it has almost yeah, yeah, left yeah. the station yeah yeah you know but we it, it, it was uh, for us, it was like the start of COVID with, with all its atrocities for the cultural sector. Um, for us, it was a super, super busy time, you know, uh, because we saw all these uh, inspiring examples and we saw all this experimenting. Um, um, so we were very busy in having those um, um, business cases published and, and trying to, uh, uh, to help people with choosing the right platform, etc., etc. Um, so it was very busy, but then what, what I also and what I found um, for me that was really a wake-up call is that when the first lockdown stopped here in the Netherlands, and I know that in the UK there were different lockdowns, different timings, different um, supporting measures, but we had this uh, after the first lockdown, our cultural organizations were allowed to open, but only for 30 people. Can you imagine 30 people? So you had this, we have so many theaters, like they have like a thousand plus seats and they were allowed to invite 30 people. And, um, 
And of course they did because they were so happy that they could reopen. And I can I can really relate to that. But on the same time they stopped and I'm a little bit exaggerating, but it's it's like I think I'm for 95% telling the truth. They stopped immediately all their uh, online activities. So all their effort and energy went to the the 30 lucky people they were able to invite and all those those uh, those experimenting and engaging audience and connecting with the audience online which were for a lot of people new activities and uh, but they also saw that they that they really made an impact that it was not only numbers but that it really helped people at home to connect to to stay sane to stay healthy um yeah that it's just stopped and that was for me a wake-up call i said whoa we have work to do because if 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 those months of of connecting people online did not leave uh, an impression of this could be something that we need to dive into and need to um, 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 build a strategy around, um, I think okay, so. Um, there's work to be done because the, the yeah, well, and I, you know, I told you I come from a performing arts background and I really love theater, but I think it's not either or. So what the sector, um, what the sector really can do and where we can help them is, is, is let them see and let them um, experience how to expand their activities. So they can also expand their value for society. I think that's the main reason why I think this is ne necessary again, because the audiences are changing. And I think that you are losing your connection with the audiences of the future if you don't invest in this, the digital possibilities, always connected with the reason and the relevance why you are here as a cultural organization. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've seen some of that snap back in the uk you know people trying to return to normal in heavy quotation marks but i think the pandemic you know the world in 2022 is not the same as the world in 2019 for lots of reasons um and things have changed and to your point my view is that digital has been shown that it can be a part of the way that cultural organizations engage with audiences and as you say it's not a question of all digital or all in person um i think organizations should be thinking about how they blend that that programming model really and i imagine you're having conversations with organizations who have maybe not who who have maybe stopped doing digital stuff and have gone back to just doing you know, work in person. How how are those conversations going? What what are the sort of arguments I suppose you're hearing from the cultural organisations about why they've made those choices, why they've stopped doing digital things when the pandemic proved that there is at least an opportunity there to explore. Yeah. I think there are if I just, I think there are two categories of, of answers. Um, one is a very um, a formal answer um, um, because we have um, 
um, very different ways of funding a cultural organization in the Netherlands. And with that funding also come become obligations. And uh, the formal answer often is, um, well, we don't, uh, we are not allowed to do this because we have funding to um, make uh, three theater productions in a year. And if I do that with the, fund, with the amount of funding I have, then, well, there's no room for experimenting and, uh, uh, and, and experimenting in digital and expanding. So that's a formal answer. And that's also a way, uh, what I said, that we as a, um, as, as a sector supporting organization, we also... Uh, need to have conversations with governments. Um, and on that, uh, our, um, our um, national government has, all, has, all, has also um, has been seeing this and has allowed uh, the, uh, the cultural institutions to also give feedback, not only on their audience numbers that they invite in their in their theater or in a museum, etc. But they now also are able to uh, mention their online visitors. So there are changes there. So, but the for that's one of the formal answers. You know, um, funding does not allow me to continue a digital when uh, when now we can reopen. So that's one. And the other is also more um, um, this this fundamental. Um, thinking of how art should be and that it is uh, live, that is a live experience and that people want to meet and want to experience and uh, and that's a very tough one because um, yeah that's that's so uh, I think that's that's the the, the main two answers um, yeah and that certainly tallies with conversations I've been having in in the UK but also with organizations in Canada and the United States you know that people deciding that they don't feel they have the resources the bandwidth whether it's time or money or whatever it might be that they don't have resources that they can spend on experimentation or digital because that will mean they have to stop doing something else and they don't feel they can justify that and I think as well and you saw a few sort of very strongly worded opinion pieces during the pandemic of theatre makers and and other practitioners who do not simply do not believe that digital experiences yeah. are valid cultural experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's absolutely true. And I had this conversation also during COVID that people say, well, there is no uh, artistic ex ex uh, there's no artistic experience possible. Um, online yeah and that really amazed me because i think that that's absolutely not true but how do you convince this you know this is how do you research this or or validate that so that's really uh, that that's but it's also something i think we should also engage upon uh, to show it that that it's that there's really an engagement and it's also about again uh, the audiences that uh, are now in a totally different way um you know, young people grow up in a totally different society as you and I grew up, Ash. Um, you know, for them on or offline, there's just no issue. It's just there. And they connect with people. They make friends online. Their imagination gets developed du uh, during gaming, etc. So it's, 
it, it's it's just um, uh, it's different and yeah so I think that we uh, also as a cultural sector should more engage also in getting to know our audience that's also part of this digital transformation um, getting to know your audience we are we are um, uh, we are so dedicated to our artistic content and our artistic products um, but you know it, it has its validation when it's connecting with an audience so we also should have this this dedication in getting to know our audiences and getting to know the audience that we don't have and how can we connect them with these beautiful stories that we have and that's that's also uh, something that in commercial organizations is is so you know a default and for cultural organizations that's something that we can develop yeah yeah for sure and a conversation I had recently um, with another podcast guest, which will be which will be out soon. He he was reflecting on the fact that you know in a commercial organisation, it's seen as a risk if you don't innovate. You have to innovate because otherwise, if you don't innovate, you'll die. Whereas in a cultural organisation, it is seen as a risk to spend any time on thinking about how you might do things differently because you've got to focus on the core thing. And I think, as you've said there, if we if we allow ourselves to stay in that mindset, the world is going to change around us and we won't have realized. And by the time we realize, it will be too much of a gap that we have to make up. And so it does feel like we have to engage with, you know, I've been saying that you can either see digital as an opportunity. And if you don't engage with it as an opportunity, it starts to become a threat. Um, and it feels like we are we are at that moment now, you know, so much changed through COVID, so many behaviors changed, you know, people's cultural habits were broken for two years, you know, and they're not going to reform in the way that they existed prior to yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think and it's, a it, and it's also, you know, it's, it's, um, um, of course, cultural organizations are innovative, but they're really innovative in their artistic creation process because there's where all the innovation is. You know that keeps being reinvented and developed, and 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 uh, and every and and sometimes because it's also sometimes very technological, so it's all there. But on everything around that, that's where what you and I now are talking about eh? so that's that's really important because I know and I have been making this this mistake in talking to uh, you know having having this talk about innovation and then I see the the the, the, the artists or the cultural organizations how can you say that we're not innovative look at what we do but it's then the artistic and of course that's innovative but we you and I now in this podcast are talking about all the things around them and that's uh, all the things around this artistic process and that is also super relevant yeah absolutely because unless you innovate across all those other things no one's going to find their way to the very innovative art that you're making and wanting to share with with people um so thinking a little bit about the future now um maybe you can talk a bit about what what Den's focus is over over the maybe the the short to medium term, the next maybe I don't know one to three years perhaps, and then what you're hoping the sector at large is going to start to think about, uh, ask questions about, engage with around digital. Oh, that's a large question. Maybe Sorry. we should break. 
<laughs> let's, maybe let's we can break it into two parts. Let's, so let's start break with it Den down. first. Let's yeah. start with Den first. What, it, yeah. If we look at the short to medium term in terms of the, the work that Den's doing, the funds that you've got available, the programs you're yeah. focusing on, what, what are the areas that you're looking at over the, over the next few years? Yeah, well, we are now in the luxurious position that uh, our national government uh, uh, has uh, is has given us um, an amount of money now to because they really also um, support the thought that digital transformation is a way uh, um, um, to. Um, also amend the damage that uh, the COVID has done. Um, so we are now in the position that we really can accelerate our work with this amount of money. And um, um, I think that, you know, what I just said, it, it's, it's, also, it's also an acceleration about what we, are, what we have been doing, thinking, working more with organizations, really listening to them, what they need in, in this organizational change uh, path which which is digital transformation so on the on the shorter term we're really focusing on um, developing more tools and methodologies so not one uh, one size fits all but really looking and working um, together with organizations in that and that's um, and on the other hand really focusing on this innovative organizational culture that is so beneficial uh, in digital transformation um, so th that that's one part and the other part is really supporting the community of um, the cultural professionals as how I call how I see them are the, the change agents so who are the people that think um, oh, well anyway they could think oh um, digital digital transformation oh that's something that we should do something with well that's one that's the first step right so if they are and they're coming to us and they are curious and they're doing uh, a workshop or they're following a program in the den academy then i think oh yeah i you're part of our community now so you are one of the change agents on whichever level in an organization you can bring this change and talk to your team members talk to your management or talk to your board if you have if you're the director so we are really inspiring and uh, supporting this community to connect together to uh, give them new insights helping them so that's that's and and of course the tooling and methodologies that we are developing is also helping the community so that's also maybe two sides of the same coin um, um, does that sound yeah like an answer it does sound like an yeah. answer absolutely and i i thought it was interesting that you mentioned there this idea of curiosity it's a word you've mentioned a few times and it's a word that i hear a lot in these podcast conversations that i have it feels like a really essential trait if you want to be successful in in digital work whatever scale of digital work you have to be interested and and curious about new ideas new technologies new approaches i i wonder do you, through the work that that den does do you have any i suppose formal ways that you try to ignite curiosity in the organizations you work with yeah, absolutely. I think curiosity is the starting point of a learning process. I think without curiosity, people just stand still. And um, uh, I've been saying that that um, 
I think one, you know, the main characteristics of a, an organization where digital transformation starts is, is vision and leadership, but it's also about an innovative organizational culture. And one of those uh, traits or ca characteristics of an organ innovative organizational culture is um, um, if people are able, team members, all layers in the organizations are uh, in contact with the outside world to see and be inspired with new developments and bring them inside and are able to experiment with that and also are able to make, to fail, you know, being able to fail with experimenting. So seeing new things, I think, and that's igniting uh, curiosity, you know, being able and being allowed, uh, being embraced even to look uh, outside and not only in the cultural sector, but, you know, in life and in the commercial and in how your children uh, are doing things and really are able to bring that to the table or to your team uh, meeting from, but, you know, I, with this digital leadership program that we have, how... I just can't count uh, uh, the times that within uh, uh, one conversation, um, all the par the participants who have children say, well, but my son does this. And, and I think, well, this is the conversation you also should have in your team because that's, that's your new audience. You know, um, so we ignite this curiosity um, uh, on many ways and I think it's crucial, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that point about it—you can't, I don't think, just have one person that is your innovator. Your innovator, you go. This is our head of innovation, and they will make us innovative. No. Actually, it's about culture, and it's yeah. about the atmosphere True. of an organization. Because yeah. good ideas, new ideas, could come from anywhere. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and we have, and we, um, um, our leadership program is. Um, uh, we have developed it ourselves for the cultural sector, but we have developed it with a partner, which is Enjoin. That's uh, um, um, a partner we have here in the Netherlands. And they had, and uh, we just included and embedded it, an, uh, an innovation scan. They developed it themselves and we are using it. So at the start of this leadership program, all the participants do this innovation scan where they can see on four uh, different success factors for, their, for an innovative organizational culture where they stand. And that's very insightful. So I think a change starts somewhere that you need to know where to begin. So if you, if you knew your, your, um, your ground level from where you can build and grow and, and, and ignite curiosity, that's very important. So this, um, one of the things is, you know, also a digital maturity scan, but this innovation scan is also very important for that. Yeah. And that you mentioned something there that we've spoken about in the past, it, that idea of digital maturity and that you don't just go from nothing to, you know, a completely innovative, digitally successful, digital first organization. Actually, it's a journey and people need to be comfortable with the fact that it's progression along a scale and you're not, you can't, sort of can't skip any steps. You have to go through that process of digital maturation. Um, What's my question in relation to that? My question is, so I suppose we've spoken a bit about innovation and culture and the importance of leadership. Could we talk a bit about organizations 
going on that journey of becoming more digitally mature from den's perspective are there are there sort of distinct stages of that journey are there is there a, an obvious sort of ladder of maturity that organizations move up and, and what does that look like or is it a more organic process yeah i think um um is there a ladder yeah i, th- I of course there is uh, because uh, and but i think it's also uh, about um um people uh, getting behind the idea of digital transformation i think that's the ladder you know climbing up in 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 growing um believers is that the right word believers of this new way and again i i um, keep saying it in this fun fundamental new business model which is really changing the way your day-to-day work uh, is 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 headed and that's that's also scary so that's uh, i think the latter is um, is about um, embracing people and 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 making them feel comfortable with this change and uh, uh, and some people go fast and other people go slow and some people just get stuck because that's also part of it um, but i just can't say you know what I could do is, you know, you have this digital maturity scans and then they also have these, these steps. People can look that up, but um, it's it's very useful to have a digital maturity scan, but then it's just, okay, this is where I'm now and um, what fits my organization to take this step by step. And every little step is one. So I also say, just do it, do it. Get a conversation going about uh, your online audience or uh, find out, do little things like um, setting up a, a small survey on your website that pops up when uh, with your digital content and how people experience it and and talk about uh, the results of that, uh, that, that, uh, that small survey you know it's 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 all about small changes and final question you know we've talked about a lot um here and i think we're both i think we're both excited and optimistic about the future and that we do believe that digital is part of the answer for how organizations thrive as as we go into the future but what specifically are you are you excited about are you excited about how digital might impact forms of culture? Are you excited about audiences? Is it about, you know, organizational transformation? Where it personally for you, what, what are you most excited to see? Oh, that's a good question. Personally, um, um, uh, yes, of course, what I, what I, if I look back at what I was really excited to see during COVID when all this experimentation um, uh, went, was also how, um, digital art or artists who come from uh, a very traditional performing background are also able to embrace the digital canvas and make art there. So that's very, very exciting what happens there. But for me, the most exciting thing is um, um, is how we, um, how how we are able, because I think that's also a technology thing, but you know, those new audiences, they're also really about um, co-creating. 
and about participating. That's really what they want. It's much more uh, than uh, uh, older generations. So how can we uh, embed or include that in our um, uh, societal role as a cultural organization to bring in the younger audiences to collaborate to co-create and I think online is the way to do it because they're you know they're co-creating and and participating uh, on every social channel that they are following and how can we bring that into our cultural institutions into our artistic stories uh, being more participative and inclusive in that that would be that's the thing I would really be uh, excited about to see that happen brilliant well i think that is a perfect note for us to finish our conversation thank you so much micah i just you know the work that den is doing i find really inspiring um and i always love talking to you 